Welcome to God's Signs, until all the deaf have seen. This is the radio ministry of the Deaf Bible Society of Arlington, Texas. This organization and its partners around the globe are dedicated to the monumental task of translating the Bible into every signed language in the world, all 400 of them, so that one day, all the deaf people on earth will be able to read and understand the Bible in their own native sign language. Your host for this journey is J.R. Bucklew. He's the president and CEO of Deaf Bible Society. So let's get started. J.R.? Well, we're continuing a two-part series, if you will, talking with my friend, brother, colleague, and uh, for God Signs radio program, our beloved announcer week after week, Marshall Lawrence. Beloved, I like that. Beloved, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, last week, we really uh, dove in and talking with Marshall about his his personal story, uh, his life experience, the 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 surprise in the journey the Lord had him on and finding out his daughter was deaf and his discovery of this whole new world that is the deaf world. If you didn't, if you weren't able to tune in last week, I would encourage you to go to godsigns.com and you'll find the audio there. And remember, uh, every week our program is also made available online at godsigns.com in American Sign Language. So if you have a relative, a friend, or you know someone who is deaf, um, send them there. They can watch this entire program in American Sign Language and engage with the information just like you're able to with us week after week here on AM 570 at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, so we're excited to have you back. The scripture for today I want to read is coming to us from Matthew chapter 19. I'll start in verse 13, which says, Then children were brought to him that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples rebuked the people. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And he laid his hands on them and went away. Just like last week, when we read a passage like this, we can, we can see uh, this verse uh, sort of on the entryway of children's ministries all across the country. We see this verse on t-shirts for children's ministry workers and volunteers. And not that that's bad. That's a wonderful thing because the children, we should be ministering to the children. But as we concluded our program last week, one of the things that we were starting to get into was this idea of, well, then how do you then minister to deaf children? Are, are there even deaf children out there? Right here, maybe you're listening from Tribeca or maybe you're in Brooklyn and you're saying, uh, well, I, I don't know any deaf children. I've never seen any deaf children. Or maybe you're listening online to the podcast and you're in Dallas or L.A. and you're going, well, do we even have deaf children here? I remember um, I was speaking at a church in uh, Tennessee, uh, Jackson, West Jackson, Tennessee, and uh, meeting with the missions and ministry pastors of a fairly large congregation there. And, and they said, yeah, J.R., we just, uh, we don't, are there deaf people in our community? Are there even deaf people here? Are there deaf children? And the irony was I had just passed the deaf school 
the institute may be not more than a mile or two miles from their church campus. And I thought, well, yeah, here, let's go, let's go for a walk. I'll take you down the road and, and show you a hundred plus deaf kids that are right outside, right outside your parking lot. And it seems like, you know, Marshall, that awareness, it's not, you know, I've, I've fine tuned my verbiage around this to say, I think that it's, you know, I used to just say, well, people are just ignorant. And then they said, well, they, they don't always mean to be ignorant. Jared. Well, you're right, but maybe there's just a level of sort of innocent ignorance, just we don't know what we don't know. We're not really paying attention to it because we haven't really been made aware of it, not because we're just intentionally ignoring something, though that, that, that most certainly could be the case for somebody. But more often than not, it usually seems like to me that people, people just don't know. They haven't been made aware. And so we were talking about your experience, and then all of a sudden you went in this studio uh, trying to just find someone that could maybe do something for deaf children, and all of a sudden there was a deaf ministry team there recording a song by Sandy Patty. Where, what did the Lord begin to do in your life from that point on? Well, I, um, I started working with Door. Uh, at that at time, a, a very small organization, and we put together a team to do some uh, um, videos. So we shot some videos with this group of kids, and that was the first uh, first thing we had done. And this it was very exciting. Door International, Deaf Opportunity. What, what is now Door what International? What is now Door International? Right, but at that time, it was a very small organization uh, in um, uh, Louisville, and so. Uh, we we shot this these three songs, um, and we we did that in Louisville too, actually. And when that was finished, um, my I was already doing concert work in various churches around the country at that time, so I had an opportunity to go to um, uh, this church. and And the day before I was going up there, the um, the package arrived that had the first uh, videos in there. From, from the studio that you had sort of made your way into, right? That's right, yeah. The videos from, uh, uh, from that we had done of the songs of the, of, for kids. So I went to um, this church, and I was doing a service at the time, and, and um, I was going to do some songs and that kind of thing. And my daughter was with me, so we usually did a little thing together doing, doing these songs. And at the church, I met this family— where there was a, a little deaf girl, and they had two other kids, uh, and mom and, and dad. And so we chatted a little bit. I didn't know they were going to be there. They didn't know I was going to be there. They didn't know about Rachel. So it was a real God thing. And um, I gave them one of these brand-new little video cassettes. you know. That was the day when we did video cassettes. So uh, I gave them one of these, and... There were three songs on it. When one of them was uh, had a little boy kneeling by his bed, signing his prayer to the Lord, and then saying "Amen" and jumped in the bed. Well, a few weeks after this concert, I had gotten uh, I, I received an email or no a letter a letter from the mother, and she told me she said, "You know, we have our three children. You met them, and uh, every night at, at the dinner table, they take turns praying." you know, for the for the meal. But our little one, Sarah, she would never do that. 
We would ask her, give her an opportunity, and she would never pray. She, she just pointed, you, 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 you. So we didn't know why, but um, okay, so that's what she felt. So that's what we did. And then um, she said she saw this little video where this little boy was kneeling by his bed and amen and jumped in the bed. And she came running to me and she signed so excited. Mommy, Jesus knows sign language. And it just broke me up when I read that. And she said, and now she won't let anyone else pray. (laughs) She has to pray every single time because now she knows that God knows her, that God knows her language, and she wants to pray. So that was a real God thing for us. And we decided then that we just needed to do more of this kind of thing, more stuff for deaf kids in sign, uh, some songs, some other things. So we worked with Door for on two or three other videos like that. And then um, uh, then ultimately, we started working with uh, uh, some other folks, uh, did um, a couple of things called the Finger Food Cafe, mm-hmm. which were uh, produced by Deaf Missions by that time. A few of the same people, including a, a, a man who has become a, a dear, dear friend of mine, uh, Francis Casal, Dr. Francis Casal, who is a pastor of a deaf church in uh, Southern California. And uh, so he came and and he's uh, deaf himself. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Deaf, deaf uh, wife, too. I mean, you know, he's actually he has Usher's syndrome. Mm. So he's not only deaf, he's now deaf blind. Oh, yeah. He's an amazing preacher. He's, I mean, great. he's an amazing man. Great guy, and, and, and he is a great preacher. So, anyway, uh, we did those two programs, and then um, after that, we decided that uh, we needed to do something more than just a, a handful of programs here and there. So um, we started working with Deaf Missions and also Deaf Video Communications out of Chicago at the time. And we shot it up there, but what we did was we created a television series Mm -hmm. called Dr. Wonder's Workshop. And uh, that has been now running for a long time. (laughs) I don't even remember how many years. I think the first uh, show came out in uh, 2007, and we're... we're just now trying to put the final touches on the last um, group of, of 13 shows for that series. So that'll bring up bring that up to 65 episodes. Dr. Wonders, uh, the whole the whole episode in American Sign Language, right? That's right. But not only well, so you think about this, how many other programs have been produced like Dr. Wonders targeting children? Where the full program, not not a uh, home video recording, but a professionally produced program is in American Sign Language. You would say there are how many other products like that out there? I I really think I only know maybe of one. Uh, that that was a a piece um, that uh, uh, Door put out, Door International later on, um, and uh, that's called the God Man, I think. And that was uh, kind of a um, part of it is was stills and cartoons that kind of thing, but they. Had I think the, they partnered with uh, One Hope, yes, or Book of Hope at the time to do that. Yes. But like this, as far as a as a television series, nothing. a show, there's nothing. No, nothing. And not just like Doctor Wonders, where it's not just it's not just an everyday television show. I mean, there's it's Christian themes, it's teaching, 
mm-hmm. Bible through the program. There isn't even something out there that's secular, is there? There's not. No, no, nothing like this. Uh, everything that we do is signed. Uh, uh, virtually all of the faces on the on the program are uh, are deaf faces, people who are deaf. Francis does a Bible story on several of the shows, and uh, um, we have uh, we got a, a, a wonderful deaf cast, mainly from Indianapolis. Well, totally from Indianapolis at the beginning, uh, and we shot um, 13 shows a season, and it just take takes us a longer time to get them finished than it used to, or than it should. But um, we're a very small organization, and we're trying to do lots of video editing, and then there's voiceovers because every every program that we do, we it it starts in American Sign Language, mm-hmm. and then we do voiceovers. So we have to translate everything they do and, and put voiceovers on there so that hearing kids can enjoy it. And then we caption everything in both English and Spanish. So those are defeatable, but, uh, you know, when you're watching them on your local TV. Uh, but, um, but you can turn them on, and they can help, the, help deaf kids kind of get a sense of reading. Uh, they can help hearing kids understand what's going on in the program, you know. Uh, it's uh, it's all it's all uh, tries to be very inclusive, whether they're deaf or hearing or hard of hearing. Or so your 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 children, if you have several hearing kids and a deaf child, or several deaf kids and a hearing child, they can all sit down, all engage with the same program, and learn the same principles. Exactly. From the program. Yeah. And the parents can watch and then can engage. That's and, right. <laughs> uh, and so it's got. Music that's been produced that's in the show. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's it's uh, uh, not to make light of it. It's the real deal. Well, we we try to make it the real deal. Yeah, um, yeah. We do we do background music and you know um, that kind of thing. But we also have a, a song in each episode. Once again, it's a signed song, and and we want to make sure that uh, the parents are very comfortable with seeing what we're doing. Right. Um, you can't you can't put out a I, I know a, a, um, a number of deaf folks really have a problem with the idea that you're captioning things or you're speaking lines. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff you don't need to do that with. Uh, I think, the, the for example, the ASL Bibles that are, be, are, are being created, I don't see any particular reason why you have to put the words in there or anything like that. But when you're dealing with a product that you're creating for children, Mom and dad want to know what you are saying to those kids. Yeah. They need to know. They're not going to – I mean, I, I wouldn't dream of letting my child watch some show that I couldn't understand. Well, you, you so bring we up an that. interesting point, though. Um, the reason that's so significant is where, for example, if, if, you're, if you're home, um, a, a traditional family environment, speaking in English, the parents and the kids, everyone's hearing – well, the hearing parents can hear what SpongeBob or anyone else is saying on the television. Right. Or if you grow up in a Spanish-speaking home and you're watching a cartoon in Spanish, you can both hear what's being said in Spanish. But it's different in this case. Why is it different? I mean, don't don't most deaf kids have deaf parents, or are most of their parents hearing? I'm kind of setting you up here. I, I, yeah. But. Yeah. Uh, why is that particularly significant when it comes to deaf children? Because um, the latest research that we've seen shows that about 96% of all deaf children 
have hearing parents, two hearing parents at that. So it, it's uh, and and a, and a lot of uh, hearing people have deaf children, as well as um, as deaf people have deaf children. Yeah, there there are some of that, but the the vast majority of deaf children have hearing parents, mm-hmm. and the and very small percentage of those hearing parents ever learn to be fluent in American Sign Language. Mm-hmm. So. Um, it makes it very difficult for them to teach their children uh, uh, if the, if their children are thinking in ASL. It's tough, yeah. um, and the parents find it very difficult to learn. Now, my wife and I both learn sign language. Depends on who you talk to, how well I know it. <laughs> uh, um, I do. I but at least we can communicate on some level. My my uh, we didn't make up signs. We. We learned sign language, and that was important to us. Well, to drive, to sort of drive that point home, I remember you telling me a story some time back um, when Rachel, your daughter who is deaf, was getting a little bit. I don't remember how old she was. She was she was growing up. You went to visit, was it Gallaudet University? There's a yeah. the um, yeah. uh, there's a deaf school there that you went to visit, and something significant happened there that really proved what you're saying about most deaf kids. Uh, their, their hearing parents don't don't learn to sign with them. What happened? Well, this was when uh, she was being matriculated, as we say in the matric biz, uh, to Gallaudet University. So she was 18, and uh, I went out there to, you know, to do the thing uh, and to get her placed in school. So, and they separate the parents, you know, during the day. They, they keep telling the parents, well, you know, let your kids be kids, and they tell the parent that the kids uh, don't ask your mom and dad for money all the time. And then we got together for lunch. So I went. We um, we got our tray, and uh, Rachel and I sat on a at a one big round table. All the tables are round at Gallaudet. That yeah. facilitates conversation. And we were alone over there. And little by little, uh, other deaf kids started filling up the table, and we didn't see anything odd about that. But then after a while, we noticed that there were kids lining up behind these kids as well. And that started feeling a little weird. Um, and these aren't little kids. No, no, these, these are, are all teenagers. They're, yeah. Yeah, mostly kids, I'm thinking, that were being matriculated at the same time. Yeah. But, um, so we had like a, a couple of rows of kids. And, and then one of them tapped my daughter on the on the shoulder and said and signed you are so lucky your dad signs mm. she said i wish my dad signed and all the kids nodded the uh, statistics show that uh, if if either of the parents of a deaf child learns sign language it's almost always the mother Nine times out of ten times, it'll be the mom, and the fathers rarely will will learn it. It's probably it might have something to do with just the fact that they're uh, still men are the the biggest paycheck earners within a family, typically, and that kind of that. Maybe they're outside of the home yeah, more than maybe that. But whatever, uh, there was no way I was not going to learn <laughs> sign language for my kid. So. Um, that was a, a big thing for us, uh, and we recognized that, you know, that this is something that's uh, it's precious. There was an, another event that had happened before this when my wife happened to be at a doctor's office, 
and um, she saw a little a little girl who she knew from the bus trips down to Indianapolis. Mm. She knew that this was a deaf child that went to school with our daughter, but there was no communication with Dad during that time that they were they were in the waiting room. And then the nurse came out and asked him if he could um, help communicate something to her about uh, needing a, a specimen. And he said, I don't know that hand drive stuff. I don't, you know. But my wife was able to, to yeah. tell the girl what, what they wanted, and they were able to get it. But, uh, again, a, an example of uh, how isolated these kids are. Well, and really drives home the need for gospel resources for deaf children. I mean, the inability to communicate, uh, which should be relatively simple ideas. The doctor needs this from you yeah. or yeah. wants to know this from you. I remember one situation in the deaf church when I was growing up. Uh, there was a lady there. She was probably 22. And I was, I was, I don't know, I remember 10 or 11 years old at the time. And uh, her parents came to visit the deaf church service one Sunday. They were hearing. They didn't really sign much. And they said, J.R., could you, could you tell her we're going home? We're going to pick up ice cream. Tell her we love her. Hmm. And I thought, how? How can it be that uh, even after 20-plus years, the the inability to communicate your love for them, and then how even more complicated to communicate the love of Christ, the story of Christ, the gospel message with these children. And so the work that Silent Blessings is doing is... um, is remarkable. It's highly needed. And you, you well, you, you've solved one of those problems in saying, we know that most of the parents aren't going to be able to communicate these things to the children, and so we need to create a product that can engage them with biblical truths. But we've got to create it in a way where the parents let it play in the household. That's right. Where they can trust what's being communicated to their kids. That's right. And uh, hopefully in this process, parents are sitting down and engaging and are learning things along the way, and the bonds in the home are being tightened, and the Lord is uh, being made known in the family. Well, we, we sure hope so. One of the exciting things about this now is that uh, the program is available on our, uh, our uh, mobile app. So right. if you have a mobile uh, phone, you can get uh, the Dr. Wonder things through the, the God Loves Deaf Kids app. God Loves Deaf Kids and that's yeah. available on Apple and Android. Yeah, everything. Yep, sure is. And if people um, wanted to know more about your organization's work, where where would they go? Silentblessings.org. .org. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Marshall, for your time with us today. Um, it's an honor to work with you uh, week after week to talk about what God is doing among the deaf around the world, and especially these last two weeks, just to be able to dive in, hear your story, and see what God is doing to to really make himself known to every deaf kid out there so that they can know that, just like the little girl at dinner, that she can pray because Jesus knows sign language. That's right. Thank you, Marshall. Thank you. What a delight it is to know and to be able to work with J.R. and all the great people at Deaf Bible Society to see their passion for Christ, you know, and their desire to spread the Word of God into all the signed languages of the world. Deaf Bible Society supports Bible translation teams in various countries. And as you listen to this program week after week, you'll come to see the scope and the depth of their involvement.
It's a huge, labor-intensive task, but it's a task that's exciting and rewarding in the service of the Lord. Millions of souls are on the line here. The Word of God is too vital to ignore. So we ask your help through your prayers and your financial support. Please go to GodSigns.com. That's GodSigns.com to make a financial contribution to this vital work. Your prayers and your gifts can make a huge difference in the lives of deaf people around the world. GodSigns.com Thank you. Now here's JR with some parting thoughts. Well, you're probably wondering, after listening to the discussion that we've just had, um, so what now? For you, what, what do you do from this point on? Uh, well, if you're listening, um, and you're listening to our broadcast out of, out of New York, there are several deaf schools in your area. And there are actually several deaf churches, deaf ministries in your area, too. What I would encourage you to do is really begin to pray. Maybe you have a heart for children and you've just never thought about deaf children. Maybe you've never been exposed to them. Maybe you just haven't been made aware. So I'd encourage you to do two things. Um, The first would be there is a product that Deaf Bible Society has developed called Deaf Church Wear. So you can go to deafchurchwear.com. And there will be a directory that will pull up and show you the different deaf churches or churches with deaf ministries in your area. Um, There are several in Brooklyn, several in Manhattan. And I would really encourage you to engage and say, you have an active deaf ministry. I'm passionate about kids. How can we work together to reach deaf kids in our area? What can we do to bring the gospel to them? Maybe it's by making programs available to these kids through DVD by going to silentblessings.org and acquiring Dr. Wonder's workshop series and other products so that you can bring something to them. Maybe it's by engaging with their parents, working with their parents, encouraging their parents. Say, look, this is a wild journey that you're on. Uh, We're here to pray with you. We're here to support you. We're here to help you engage with the local deaf community. But there, there is a deaf child somewhere near you that doesn't know Christ, has not been engaged with the truths of his word, and more than likely are not having active conversations with their parents. And for, for many reasons. So I encourage you to pray. Remember that you can text PRAY to 444-999. And you'll get a weekly prayer text prompt from Deaf Bible Society with different themes, just encouraging you to pray about the needs of the deaf around the world. But today, I encourage you, pray for deaf children. Pray that they would know that God loves them, that they would know that he does sign. He signs. They can pray to him and he understands them and that they can they can, they can engage with a Bible in American Sign Language. You can download the Deaf Bible app or go to deafbible.com. And that if you can download the God Loves Deaf Kids app, they can engage with content and see other deaf kids praying and praising and enjoying the truths of the Lord. So thank you for tuning in with us this week. We look forward to being with you again. Thank you, JR. Before we go, let me remind you once again that this entire program is also being made for deaf people to enjoy. That's right. So if you have any deaf friends or neighbors, 
invite them to point their browsers to godsigns.com. There they'll be able to see streaming video of this entire program fully interpreted into American Sign Language. In this way, deaf people need not miss a single word of what's being said on the broadcast. They'll see it and understand it in their own language. That's godsigns.com. We'll be back again next week with another edition of God Signs until all the deaf have seen. From J.R. Bucklew and all the people at Deaf Bible Society, God bless you. Browsers to godsigns.com. There they'll be able to see streaming video of this entire program fully interpreted into American Sign Language. In this way, deaf people need not miss a single word of what's being said on the broadcast. They'll see it and understand it in their own language. That's godsigns.com. We'll be back again next week with another edition of God Signs until all the deaf have seen. From J.R. Bucklew and all the people at Deaf Bible Society, God bless you.